Welcome to Shouts of Grace Radio, practical conversations from God's Word hosted by Pastor Steve Pearson and Pastor Keith Radke of Redemption Hill Church in Eagle Mountain, Utah. At Shouts of Grace Radio, it's our purpose to encourage you to see the Bible as God's source of truth for everyday life and grace as the foundation for a genuine relationship with God. Now, let's join Pastor Steve and Pastor Keith for today's conversation. Welcome back to Shouts of Grace Radio. This is Pastor Keith Radke here in studio with Pastor Steve Pearson. Good to be together again. Good to have you joining us today. And on today's episode, we're going to talk about a different kind of leader from Matthew chapter 20. But before we do, Pastor Steve, it is good to be together on today's broadcast. It is good. What episode is this? This is 22. Awesome. We're, yeah. Uh... We're we're pedaling along here, aren't yeah, we? We're we're pushing twenty five. Twenty five is going to be a, a quarter of a century. That's right. Well, we got not a, a quarter couple of a century. couple of significant uh, uh, days coming up yep. in the next couple of weeks for for the Christian community with Palm Sunday and Easter Sunday. So I'm excited about that. Yeah, looking forward to celebrating together at uh, our church, but also. Uh, hopefully, we'll have a couple of special episodes. We'll be an encouragement to those who are listening right. about the significance of the season that we're coming into. Today, we want to talk about uh, the the challenge that Jesus gave to his disciples to be a different kind of leader than the rest. And Pastor Steve and I, we both have uh, you know we're, we're both excited about the topic of leadership because. We have, we have learned it, we have struggled with it, we have seen it modeled well, we have seen it modeled poorly, we've done well and, and been done a part poorly. of both. That's right. <laughs> Ourselves. And we've been back to the drawing board in a lot of ways. On, yes. Lord, what is, an, what is a leader that honors you? And it's easy for us to talk about it in the context of the church, but I think for those who are listening today, for all of us together, we want to talk about just being the kind of leader right where you are that Jesus exemplified for us, and then Jesus said, this is how you should be. So if you're a mom, if you're a dad, if you're in the business world, if you're in school, whatever, wherever you are, you have a platform for leadership. Jesus is talking to you from Matthew chapter 20. So so let's get right into it. I'll go ahead and read it, and then uh, Pastor Steve, uh, you can begin to just kind of lead us through that passage. In verse 25 of Matthew chapter 20, Jesus called them, his disciples, to himself and said, You know that the rulers of the Gentiles lord it over them, and their great ones exercise authority over them. It shall not be so among you, but whoever would be great among you must be your servant, and whoever would be first among you must be your slave, even as the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. Pastor Steve. Hmm. So let me let let me start by saying this that I think that's super important, Keith. You know, <clears throat> years ago, gosh, when I say years ago, I mean like I must have been in my teens. I, I saw my first America's Cup. I don't even know if they have that anymore. You know, that that big sailing event where the world would get oh, together and yeah. they would have this big thing and the big and, yachts. And exactly. Thirty foot sails. All and, these people doing this wheel real real quick and and tacking left and, and, and tacking right. And, and, and here's what I, what I realized about sailing that I didn't know at the time was, was they, would, they wouldn't go straight. They would actually go left, and then they would go right, and then they would go left. And so they, they didn't go in a straight line to get to the point. They found the wind, and then they followed the wind. They set their sails mm-hmm. and cast their sails to, to where the wind was. And so when it comes to topics like these, 
let me just be real honest. You know, I don't have this figured out when it comes to being a good leader. I, I tack left and I tack right and I allow the Lord to show me from, from my failures and other people's failures, my successes and other people's successes. I, I, I listen to leadership podcasts quite a bit, you know, because I want to be better. And, and, and so, so th- this isn't coming from someone that says, let me tell you all the good things because, right. because I failed a lot in this, a lot. And, and God has shown me things. And so, that's important because we never want to approach a subject as if we're the we're the end all be all. You right. know, look 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 at us. You know, we're we're learning too. Right. You know, and so on that, I will say this: it's very clear from this from this section of scripture, Keith, that that Jesus is pointing to a very different way that will exist in the Christian community as opposed to the world, and he makes that that line of demarcation where he says, "In the world, there is a lordship." over people that there is this there is this tendency to live out and to act out what is naturally in every human being regardless of whether they're a believer or not okay it is it is in us and in the world they live that out in real time and how that plays out is there is a headship and a lordship it is not saying that there shouldn't be leadership but there is a dominion that is exercised over people whether in the world it's a husband or perhaps even a wife who exercises dominion over somebody, their spouse, or maybe their kids. Maybe it's in, in the business world, an employee-employer relationship. Maybe it's in the church with a pastor, a you know, layperson. In all of us, there is this tendency to lead in a way that is harsh and cruel because it's in us. And particularly when we don't get our way or we see something we don't like, Keith, it's it that that natural instinct in in the in the fallen nature of man exalts itself and it brings the club and and those who are under the club know their role and what Jesus is saying is no way not at all not in the church now now granted we're going to have to fight against that tendency and we're mm-hmm. going to have to clothe ourselves with humility as first peter 5 would say but Jesus is making it very clear not so no way, not in the church. It is a different way. Yeah, it's very antithetical. It goes against the the normal philosophy of leadership that we we hear, we listen to. You know, there's a lot of great books and and podcasts and and videos and conferences that that uh, are focused on the topic of leadership. But there is a vein of leadership that's very aggressive. It's very get everything you can. Nobody's going to hand you anything. You've got to grab all you can, do whatever it takes to get ahead and to assert your authority, to assert your leadership, to say, hey, I'm the boss and you're going to listen to me. It's a very it's a very authoritarian approach to leadership. We see it at every level from government to church to school to the business world. And here you know, just in the context of what's happening in Matthew chapter 20, you have these two disciples who are basically coming along with their mother and saying, hey, we want to sit at the right and the left hand of Jesus when you set up your throne. And Jesus says, you really don't know what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. You know, you cannot, you, you cannot assume that, that, this, that the way to those kind of positions is the same way that it happens in the world. In the world, we fight and we angle and we manipulate and we politic for these positions. And Jesus is saying, it is very different. My road to the throne, my road to glorification is actually humiliation. Hmm. And and are you able to drink that cup, he asks them. Are you able to drink the cup of humiliation? Wow. 
And and they're like, well, yeah, of course we are, you know. And all the other disciples, they're all, you know, jealous because these guys asked the question they were thinking, right? right? You know, well, hey, what about me? What do I get out of Jesus being the king? And Jesus says, come, come close. I've yeah. got something to tell you. The way that the world does this, the, the, what you're used to seeing and what many of you are used to doing, it's not the same. Matter of fact, instead of this exaltation, instead of this, you know, how many prizes and awards and recognitions can you get? The, the, the path to greatness is to become a servant That's right. to other people. That's right. Keith, if you hollow this out, here's what you will find that usually is at the core or somewhere around the center of this, of this dominating, domineering mindset and its insecurity. Mm. It, it really is insecurity. It's this, it's this idea that we're not secure enough with who we are and what God's given us, and we need the strokes of men. We need sure. the acknowledgement and the accolades of man. And, and, and when, you, when you have that type of insecurity, you don't look for, for the sufficiency in Christ to be, to, to be that voice of, of encouragement. You start to look outward to people. And when you don't get that from those people, then you start to jam this thing into gear and you use position and authority in order to get it because you can make life miserable for somebody. You can, you can really, you know, make your kid's life miserable. You can make your, your spouse's life miserable. You can make, you know, a church person's life miserable. So you put it into a gear that God did not intend Mm. for leadership under the banner of, 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 of Christianity. And, and why is that dangerous? Because here's why at the expense of somebody else's spiritual well-being, I am desiring to get the accolades. Mm. I'm desiring to get the recognition, and I'll do whatever it takes in order to get it. And, and Keith, that is, that, that is something Jesus is saying, this is going to be different, because at the core of the leadership he's talking about is a servant leadership that absolutely demands not the exaltation of self, but the death of self. Mm. That is the antithesis of what is inside humanity, and it cannot be relinquished unless it's the Spirit of God who does an internal work inside somebody. I think one of the things that fuels insecurity, and I'm so glad that you brought up this topic because it, it is a very real thing for anyone who's yeah. in a position where what you gain can be taken away. That's right. It can be lost. It can be undermined. And and. And what drives insecurity is that fear that we will lose something, hmm. right? We'll lose respect, we'll lose recognition, we'll lose the wealth we've attained, we'll lose the positions that we've we've uh, uh, you know attained to as well. Even in a family, you know, there's this sense of control. You know that that dad has control, mom has control, the kids have control. Everybody's angling for control, and and the sense of losing control means that. I, if I lose control of the present, then am I losing control of the outcome? And if I lose control of the outcome, well, there's always somebody out there who is going to push me down. They're going to they're, right. they're going to undermine me. They're going to get ahead. They're going to achieve what what belongs to me, right? And so we're dealing with with an insecurity driven by fear, driven by a, this need to to have to have to have, and and it's not about what we're supposed to have. For ourselves, Jesus said, it's about what you're to 
give that's so right. that other people might thrive and live. That's right. Let, let, let me give you a real practical example of this. The first five years of my marriage, Trisha will agree, it was torture on the soul of each one of us, right? And and how, how I would play this little game is when we would get into a dispute or an argument, you know, it would get louder, it would get louder. And then ultimately, shamefully, I would, in order to shut it down, I would just grab a bag and say, that's it, I'm leaving. You know, and then she would cry, don't leave or whatever, you know, and, and, and that was kind of my, my trump card. What was mm-hmm. I doing? I was exercising exercising dominion Mm. over her, trying to say, I am going to be heard. I am going to have the last word. Well, that game teased out for about maybe three or four years until finally I did that one day. She said, fine, go. (laughs) It was like, uh, we we better learn the the whole concept of servanthood, that I'm not here to exercise dominion, but rather I am to serve. When when we started implementing that, you know, oh man, the, the next the next you know eighteen nineteen years has has radically changed. We obviously don't you know we don't mm. do that anymore. Those are little games we play, but right. but but the whole point being is is there's something different yeah. about doing it God's way and this idea of dying and letting yourself go. Um, yeah, that's great. Well, we've talked about insecurity, we've talked about fear, we've talked about lordship. Now we're going to talk about some of the positives. Yes, about the kind of leadership Jesus is calling us to. You're listening to Shouts of Grace Radio with Pastor Steve Pearson and Keith Radke. At Shouts of Grace Radio, we're thankful for the encouragement from Key Radio, reaching Utah on the airways with good news of eternal life from their station in Provo, Utah. Key Radio can be found online at keyradio.org, and your support of Key Radio makes programs like Shouts of Grace Radio possible. Now, let's join Pastor Steve and Pastor Keith for the conclusion of today's conversation. So as we take a look here at Matthew chapter 20, Jesus flips the leadership paradigm upside down in our worldly thinking. You know, we think that to be a leader, we have to lord it over people. We have to exercise authority over people. We have to assert our authority. But Jesus says, it shall not be so among you. For whoever would be great must be your servant, and whoever would be first among you must be your slave. Even as the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. Two things to notice here is that Jesus came to serve and to give. These are very different models, very different concepts of leadership. What are some of the ways, Pastor Steve, that this serve and give works out in our marriage? It works out in our family. It works out in our workplace. It works out in our churches. How does this model that Jesus is communicating to his disciples and to us, how does this actually work? So the first thing I would say is there has to be a mind inside of you, a certain type of mind. I think the Apostle Paul said this in 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 15, I will most gladly spend and be spent for your souls. If I love you more, I am to be loved less. Hmm. It, it's, it's this idea that, look, I'm not looking for something from you. I'm looking to impart and give to you what God has given to me. Two people in a marriage had that. Look, I'm not looking to necessarily be heard as much as I am to hear you. And if the other person had that same mindset, 
that is a practical example of putting yourself on an altar and all that you believe, you know, a living sacrifice, as Romans 12 would say, mm-hmm. and now you are caring about the other person and looking out for their good. That's an act of serving inside marriage, right? When it comes to my kids, it's it's the same thing. I'm looking to parent them and give to them, but at the same time, I am looking to receive from them as well. When I mess up, I want to be there to say I'm sorry to them. Right. Hey, I, I blew this, right? In an employer-employee relationship, it's it's the same thing. You know, you're you're desiring to see somebody else benefit by what you have to give. And here's the key that I think in all those relationships, Keith, it's really at the center of this whole idea. And that is you gotta be willing to give the mercy and the grace that you want back as well. That that has to be a central focus in that because I won't always lead well. I will not always be a good example. And I need that from other people to mm-hmm. be able to say, hey, listen, what you did was wrong, but man, God has covered this, you know? And so I, I, th- I think practically speaking, Keith, when we lay ourselves aside and look to be spent by others, that's, that's, I mean, th- think of it like a, think of it like a, like a wallet with cash in it, right? You're going to, you know, I'm, I, you are going to spend me and that is my service to you mm-hmm. to let you spend me as Paul said. Wow. You know, in many times in Paul's writing, he talks in the roles of marriage. You know, he talks about husbands loving their wives and being gentle with them. He talks about husbands being gentle with their children, right? Uh, Training them up in the nurture and admonition. Like he uses terms that seem to go against what what is either culturally normal or or naturally normal. Uh, he, He continues to remind us, going back to what Jesus said, that we're to love others as we love ourselves, and and Paul would talk about, hey husbands, love your wife like you love your own body. Hmm. Like you take care of yourself, right? You, if you're tired, you sleep. If you're hungry, you eat. You you take care of yourself. That's basic life. You know, that's what you should be doing for your wife, and that's what you should be doing for your children. Is is stop serving yourself. That comes easy and it yes. comes natural. Look for ways, be intentional about ways to serve your family. It's too common for parents or, or for a spouse to get into the serve me mode and you're not meeting my needs and, and you need to do what I tell you to do. And, and just this, this mentality that is very self-serving. And Jesus is saying, follow my example. I came to serve. What does that even look like? What does serving even look like hmm. in a day when we're so used to to grabbing everything for ourselves? That's right. Well, I'll tell you this. So, so we have this rule in our house. So it's not kind of a rule, but yeah, it's a rule. Sure. <laughs> you know, if, if there's if there's one thing left in the box, if there's one cupcake left, it belongs to mom. Like no nobody takes the last the last of anything. It belongs to mom. Now, my wife didn't make that rule up. I, we just said, hey, this is a well. Last week, um, you know, my my wife started going back to school online in order to get her degree. Right, and typically. The way the rule works in our house is, you know, she makes dinner and then I clean up and I wash the dishes, you know, and so it's kind of this mutual thing. And so I went to her and I realized, okay, she's going to be doing school. She's going to jam this thing in gear for the next two years. You know, I said, how about this? How about I make dinner Hmm. and how about I clean up so you don't have to worry about any of that stuff, right? Now, I'm not tooting my own horn, but believe me, I can't stand making dinner and I hate even more washing dishes. (laughs) (laughs) But I realized this. I realized that my bride needs that. Yes. My wife needs that. And she needs to know that that her husband is going to come alongside 
and do practical service, mm. you know, for her. And so those are the practical type of things that we're talking about, Keith. Yeah, that's such a great example because I think we often, especially as Christians, we do look outside the home mm. for ways to be Christ-like in our leadership. We we do look at the church. I mean, there's some people who are great leaders in the church, and they are terrible leaders in their home. Mm. There's some people who are great at business, and they're great at, at developing a culture and a, and a company um, to be, you know, exciting and, and positive and, and those things. And, and their home life does not connect with that. And I, th- I think that's where we wanted to really go with this topic is that a different kind of a leader is a leader that, that hears what Jesus is saying and applies it everywhere. Mm. Like it's, it's not about being the boss. And, and maybe you are, maybe you are a boss by nature. You're, you're, you know, when you were a kid, everybody said you were bossy, but now you've turned that into, into being a great professional, you know, or, yeah. or into being a, a dynamic leader or a personality in, in a church or, um, you know, a business context, you know, you, you're an aggressive person and you come across as, as confident and successful but there are people in your home, there are, there are people in your relationships that, that are afraid of you. They're, they're scared of you because you're a hard person. You're not easy to get along with. You are a boss. If you're listening to us right now, I would encourage you to hear the voice of Jesus saying, it shall not be so among you. Mm-hmm. Just as the Son of Man came to serve and to give his life as a ransom, I want you to begin to serve and to give your life for the people that right now are afraid of you. That, that, that's, that takes some humility to recognize mm. that you are in a place right now where you need to change. Mm. How can a person change? Pastor Steve, if, if he, you're, you're a believer in Christ, you, follow, you love Jesus, but you're a hard person. You're a hard yeah. person to get along with, and people fear you. How, how can a person begin to change that? Well, I'll tell you, Keith, and I'll tell you, you know, whoever's listening and they're, and they are believers, you said, you have that gear. You, you do have that gear, um, because you have the Holy Spirit in you. Mm. And, and I think part of getting it into that gear is realizing and understanding first where you're at with that. I, that, 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 that's important, you know? Mm. And, and so where are you, are you insecure? Are you looking for ways that to really establish your dominance and authority and ask yourself this, does Christ do that with you? Mm. You know, and, and so I, I'd say to put it in that gear, Keith, really, you put, you kind of hit the nail on the head, and, and that is you got to realize what Jesus did in serving you. Right. And he died, it says at the end of this verse, he gave his life as a ransom. And if you get that, then you'll understand your life is to be given as a ransom to your wife, to your kids, to your employee, to your employer, to your church. To your, I mean, your life is a ransom, Keith, and that's the gear you want to get into. You have the Holy Spirit in you. He does want to lead you there. And if you're in that place of hardness, he has tried to lead you there. And, and, and you kind of push that off because of fear of what that might mean. The transforming work of the power of God when it comes to forgiving sin and moving us past that is a scary thing. But trust me, man, I, I, I've been there personally. I'm going through it now. It is a great thing when you submit to God. He cleans it up. Absolutely. Well, 
we're at the end of our time together. And I want to encourage you that if you are in a place as a leader in your life and you know, I have not been doing this well, I have been serving myself, I have been doing all that I can do to achieve for myself, and I've left people in the dust, I've left my family, I've left my employees, I've left my coworkers, I've left my students, whatever the context of leadership is for you, it is not too late to come to this place where Jesus is telling you, it shall not be so among you. Follow my example, serve, and give your life as a ransom for others. You can do that right now. You can say, Lord, forgive me. I acknowledge the sin. I repent before you. Lord, just help me to lead. Help me to serve and help me to love. And you know what? He will do that. Just as Pastor Steve said, that the Holy Spirit is there as a resource for you and for me. Well, that's all the time we have for today. Pastor Steve, it's been good to be together. Likewise. Yeah, I think we've learned something today. Hmm. Thank you for joining us on today's episode of Shouts of Grace Radio. Practical conversations from God's Word hosted by Pastor Steve Pearson and Pastor Keith Radke. We hope you've been encouraged to see the Bible as God's source of truth for everyday life and grace as the foundation for a genuine relationship with God. If today's conversation encouraged you in your journey following and learning more about Jesus, we would love to hear from you. You can visit us online at shoutsofgraceradio.com. That's shoutsofgraceradio.com. At shoutsofgraceradio.com, you can listen to all of our episodes, share them online with your friends, and find out more about Pastors Steve and Keith. Shouts of Grace Radio is an outreach of Redemption Hill Church located in Eagle Mountain, Utah. Thank you again for joining us on today's show. And from all of us at Shouts of Grace Radio, it is our prayer that you would grow in the grace and knowledge of Jesus Christ.